Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Into the Woods, directed by Rob Marshall and released in 2014. The plot goes something like this. The Brothers Grimm fairy tale, Cinderella, Little Red Riding Hood, Jack and the Beanstalk and Rapunzel intertwine with the story of a childless baker and his wife and the witch who cursed them. Yes, this is based on a Stephen Sondheim stage musical, which has, was written in around the late 80s. Mm, it came out in 1987 with Bernadette Peters as the witch. Yeah, I knew about Bernadette Peters as the witch because I've seen that and she's pretty terrific. In the movie, Meryl Streep plays the witch and is also fairly terrific, uh, singing much better than she did in um, Mamma Mia. Do you know I've not actually seen Mamma Mia yet? (gasps) What do you mean you haven't seen Mamma Mia? I just haven't seen Mamma Mia. You should see it. Just nobody I know ever watched it other than you and your mum. I watched it. A couple of times, actually. Because I, I know, I know, your mum adores that movie, and yeah. I just never got around to watching it. Yeah, my mum adores that no, movie. No, um, um, yeah, she's not. Um, the- but you have to watch it at the very least to watch Pierce Brosnan, Colin Firth, and Stellan Skarsgård try to sk- sing. Okay, it is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Mm. Watching them try to yeah. sing. Um, yeah, M- Meryl does a good job. Um, most of the cast has been cast. For and the- it has Christine Baranski in it, yes, who was also, also in Into a- the Woods. Yes, that's right. Um, there was just. It- which I was going back to, which I was going to say, is that most of them are, who have been cast are not singers other than Anna Kendrick and the two kids. And I think Christine Baranski, Christine Baranski is, has yeah, that's a singing background. Say. And I think also some of them, the um, <laughs> Prince Leatherpants, the second prince. Bill, he, is Billy Magnuson? Billy Magnuson. He has a Broadway background. Every time I try to remember his name, I think of the um, <laughs> Hocus Pocus. Billy and Hocus Pocus has a really similar last name. Ah, oh yeah. But um, so most of them have been cast not for not they're not known as traditional traditionally known as singers none of them are yeah. trained I don't know other about the two sisters few. either they look really familiar to me but also I realized halfway through the movie that one of the stepsisters looks like Bernadette Peters oh uh, yes a little she, bit right yeah like, and then they I was do. like oh they're that's kind of, why they're both kind of journeyman actors who've been in a lot of things so they right. could be singers I don't I don't know um and I believe I was when I was I was reading this kind of funny article in the Washington Post just before about how nowadays in musicals singing isn't necessarily like something about the standards that in modern musicals aren't as high as they used to be. Like it used to be expected that actors had a Broadway trained voice to do a musical, but now they don't. Like I it's don't a bit bitchy. Know that that's um, necessarily because yeah. if you look at the uh, the golden age of musicals. A lot of them were cast more for their dancing ability yeah. than their acting and, or singing ability. Dubbed. A lot of them got dubbed nowadays. They'd let the actors sing their own stuff. Even no, but if even then, if you look singers. at them, like some of them are not that great as singers. Honestly, a lot of them are just not that terrific singers. They're very good dancers. And some of them are also good actors or singers, but there's very rarely one yeah. that's all three. I, and I learned, so- I can't remember where I was going with that, but I learned some fact about someone from that. Um, you know who is really good at all three but never gets cast in enough musicals is James Marsden. James Marsden is an excellent triple threat. Yes, he's an amazing triple threat. And why they don't put him in more musicals than just Hairspray and Enchanted, I don't know. Mm. And Enchanted is kind of like a borderline musical thing. Yeah, like because they've cause really gone movie. for not people who've never even done musicals. Like Before they cast Prince Leatherpants, they cast Jake Gyllenhaal. He was supposed to be the Ch- Prince Charming and Chris Pine was supposed to be Prince Leatherpants. Right. And um, – like they didn't, they they really weren't going for people who were triple threats or singers or yeah. Uh, Chris Pine has Anna done Kendrick. another movie where he sang, which was called Small 
Town American something, something mm-hmm. like that. It's one of the ones I haven't seen. There's two. Right. Um, the casting for the movie is interesting. I think uh, I can see why they put Johnny Depp in it, but mm. I, it, whatever. Um, I mean, but then the little kids were role. also cast for their Yeah, they're, they're Broadway actors. Um, Lilla well. Crawford is just astounding in mm. this movie. I thought she was amazing. Mm. Um, Bab, Little Red Riding Hood. She's Little my Red favorite. Riding Hood. Well, she actually, no. The Baker's terrific. Wife is my favorite, but Little Red Riding Hood is also my favorite. Yeah. Um, and as I mentioned while we were watching the movie, um, and I know we're not supposed to talk in the movies, but I did. Uh, well, the thing is, okay, traditionally at movies, I am I am assigned to sit next to Katie because Katie will talk to me, and everybody else is like doesn't want to be talked to. But I had both of you, both you and Jelly, talking <laughs> at me at various points. Well, it's because I think. <laughs> I feel a bit like Into the Woods is is a movie that you actually need some background on before you go to it. I certainly wish I had some because I knew nothing about it. Yeah. And I deliberately kept it that way. Like I deliberately didn't know anything about it. But then we had that discussion afterwards about how it's rated PG. It's come out from Disney. It's got a fairy tale theme. So in our screening, there were people with really small children, like really four, young four and five-year-old kids. And it is really not a kid's movie. It's no. not a kid's stage play. No, and I, I mean, they did kind of tame it down a lot from the stage play. But it's still not really suitable. I There's mean, bl- three blindings. <laughs> There's toes being chopped off and heels being chopped women off. Women getting don't see punished them. and murdered everywhere. There is, like, uh, the rape and pedophile story with the big bad wolf. Like, yeah. I mean, that, a lot see, of that, that would go over. that is not pedophilia on stage is the thing. Yeah, I know. Um, And it's really not rape on stage either um it it doesn't like it's more like she was led down the path of like falling for like you know just having sex with a hot guy which is not whereas on in the movie he's he's a predator yes in the movie it's more like they're trying to play it more like he wants to eat her but it comes across as kind of pedophilic because Mm. they they don't cast a little girl on the stage mm. in the stage play they cast like a, a fully grown actress yep. which is apparently also- Anna Kendrick thought she was up for that role when she first auditioned <laughs> exactly yeah um it's also makes it um funnier right right like it, it's it's more humorous because she's playing this little pretending to be this little girl but everybody can see that she's not a little girl mm. mm-hmm. and it's the same thing with Jack Mm. It makes it funnier when he's, you know, his mother's yelling at him and things because he's clearly not a little boy. Yeah. Whereas in the movie, you're just like, she's awful. Mm. <laughs> Why is she so mean to him? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't... Mm. It, I, I can understand why they went for younger actors because it's not going to work the same way in a movie that it does on stage. No. But I also think they might have cut out some of that stuff or rearrange some of that stuff a little bit so that it doesn't necessarily come across that way. I don't know if you could really get away with changing the lyrics in the songs, but I just don't think that it it works. Like, it comes across in very weird, disturbing, dark yeah. kind of ways. It was really, and the play is dark enough already. It was disturbing, but I think I've never seen such a clear analogy of, like, I just felt really uh, of a rape analogy because I felt really, really sorry for Little Red Riding Hood because it's clearly not her fault at any stage and she blames herself. Mm. And I think that, like, in a movie that was hideously unfeminist, was actually something wonderful to take away for me because I was it was a really clear and obvious she not only – she's not – She's not choosing to leave the path. He literally stands in her way and blocks her doing what she wants to do. He's an, he's a predator. And I thought that was a really clear analogy there. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I don't know how that comes across in the stage play. Now, to be fair, I haven't seen it. 
I've seen bits of it, yeah. but I've never actually seen it all the way through. Um, and you know, I've seen some, heard some of the songs and stuff before, being like the Broadway obsessed person that I am. But I didn't realize I didn't know the Baker's wife died. Um, I didn't and, realize yeah. that, like immediately after a transgression. Well, the prince who transgressed with her gets to walk off scot free. Yeah, like what is? That. It's terrible. She literally she cheats on her husband and immediately is killed. And then all all the the only consequence he has is that Cinderella leaves him, and he's like, oh, well, I like chasing women anyway. Like, ugh, yeah, it was awful. And I was really mad because she was my favorite, and I really liked her. Yeah, and there I was mean, that cool I, song in the middle. I don't think. <sighs> I don't think he should have been punished as well. I think neither of them should have right. been punished. It's, like, it's all about these really also, minor it, yeah. indiscretions followed by incredibly unjust consequences. Unless Apart you're from, a man. Unless you're a man. Unless you're Jack. Jack and Prince Chris Pine get away with everything. Mm. It, it's absolutely ridiculous. Cause this, and the, the, um, that scene as well is another one where, like, he, uh, the Prince Chris Pine uses his power and position to seduce her she's not like she's she makes a choice to go with it in the end it's it's not the same situation as it is with red riding hood at all she's not being seduced by a predator but she's also kind of she's in a situation where there's a massive power differential yeah there is a massive power differential but at the same time charm and she was really into that earlier in the movie Mm. like there's i i she was flirting with him from the moment she saw him Mm. right so she's and she's actively flirting with him. yeah and he doesn't like i don't think he makes her do anything she really wanted him yeah i i just i feel like there's also there it's not I mean, anyway, I, I don't think because what before either of them scene, did is particularly I was, wrong because, it's, no. you know, in the context. Also, as a, a married lady, if faced with a seducing Chris Pine, I can't be accountable for what I would do either. But that's the thing is that, like, before that, he was, like, she was the one who was flirting with him. Yeah. Right? Up until that scene. And even in that scene, she mm. kind of initiates the flirting yep. more than he does. And then he's like, oh, she's into me. Yeah. Right? And then he, he takes kind of the situation. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think she takes advantage of the fact that there's a prince who's in tour as well. Right. Like, I, I don't think that it's quite as uneven. It, he does have a lot more power than she does, but there's no, he doesn't hold that over her at all. Mm. There's no point at which he's like, oh, I'm the prince. You have to make out with no, me. No, there, there's so, no. It's not like that. It's still like a massively disproportional punishment for her. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, just ridiculous. And, like, and, and yeah, absolutely. And she doesn't deserve and to it's be punished a cla- for and it. And a, I mean, a classic- he's as, at least as much as fault as yeah. she is. And it's but a classic I just think it's more refrigerator evil. as well because yeah. she's, uh, because that's how um, her husband then goes on to discover that he can parent his tri- own child. So, who was a boy? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I read something once and I need to, f- I have never found the source, but something like nine out of 10 babies born on screen are boys. I know that because I really found ridiculous. it out on how did this get made yeah. when they did the Spice oh, World episode. You know, that's where I found it out. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And the baby born is a girl. <laughs> um, But <laughs> that's where I know that from. So I don't, I don't have a source on that except the how did this get made Spice World episode with Redder, which is totally should listen to. Um, But I've been ever since that episode. I've been paying attention to that, and even on I watched this really. There's a really feminist British TV show called Call the Midwife, which is about you know uh, midwives and the NHS in the 1950s, and it is super feminist, super socialist. But even in that, like probably eight out of ten of the babies born are boys, especially the ones that you see born. And I'm like, why? What is this? This like you, the you, world will not survive if this keeps happening. Like the but also here. Yeah, well, 
but this sun preference, like you think in this day and age, especially when there's like there's evidence, right, nowadays that in Western countries, if we were to allow gender selection through IVF, and I'm going to have to find a source on this as well, is that most in Western countries, most couples would choose a girl. But still, like in our entertainment and like just subconsciously, there's this sun bias everywhere, mm. boy bias. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know. I, I noticed that as well. Um, ever since I've been listened to that podcast, I've been noticing that more. But also, like the movie, kind of actually up until the point when the wife was when the wife died. Um, also, I've seen a whole bunch of stuff about how she doesn't have a name, and I'm like, yeah, the baker doesn't have a name either. No, and Cinderella's prince doesn't have a name. The other prince doesn't have a name. No, um, the sisters don't have name. Oh wait, they do. Yeah, sisters they do. Have There's a whole bunch. Jack's mother doesn't have a name. No, I mean a lot of the characters don't have names. Little Red Riding Hood doesn't really have a name. Her name isn't going to be Little Red yeah, Riding Hood. And I, so, like, uh, to say that which you doesn't know, have a name. To and and to be fair, um, the baker's wife is uh, named in relation to the man. Yeah, but you know, it, most of the people in the movie don't have names anyway. So yeah, no, I, I was I did exactly the same thing. I didn't wasn't actually bothered by it because it was so common. Well, it was. It's part of the thing, though. They're all archetypes. They're all tropes. They're mm. not people. And the stage play, I believe, also has a narrator, who's a character in it. Okay. Well, yeah. James Corden narrates this one yep. in his Baker persona. Up until the point when the Baker's wife died, I didn't really. It, it wasn't striking me as particularly negative in its portrayal of women. Yeah, but, but then, then we lose three women all at once. Yeah, and exactly. also, you know, and Sondheim was apparently angry because the movie changed Rapunzel's ending and she wasn't killed. So, so Rapunzel dies as well, and she, the prince lives in the in the stage play. She in the movie she lives. Oh, that's right, because there's something about twins mm. that I read somewhere. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. atrocious. So she dies as well in the original, and Sondheim was angry about it. And apparently, and Disney moves Jack's mother's death kind of off stage as well in order to kind of t- tone it down. But apparently, it's a lot more violent in the in the play as well. So it's it's horrifying because it's, once the baker's wife dies, then in very quick succession, we get the witch, we get Jack's mother, we get the giantess. I'm go. also worrying. Uh, I'm also wondering about um, when Cinderella and the baker are singing to um, Little Red and Jack. The song is something about mothers make mistakes and things like that. And mm. I was wondering if there was something about Little Red Riding Hood's mother was that was cut out because. The Little song Red, doesn't oh, make a whole bunch of sense. Well, it seems that Little Red Riding Hood's mother got killed when the village got crushed. Yeah, but because she, she goes, oh, I can't find my mother. But you're probably right. She probably that's probably another um, death that happens that we don't. don't actually well, I don't. See. No, no, no. It that's not what the song implies. The song implies that her mother had done something wrong. Oh yeah, yeah. By right? sending her off into the woods alone and yeah, whatever. and then because yeah. Jack's song is about how fathers do uh, fathers doing the wrong thing, which is about his dad and doing the wrong thing, right? Mm. But there's no parallel for the woman's part of that song yep. so i thought that was really strange that i the song doesn't quite seem to make sense yeah for me um in that regard like i thought maybe we had missed something um mm. now that we've been complaining about the movie for a while i really enjoyed a lot of it um like a lot of it i thought it was really beautifully shot Mm. The use of light in this movie is incredible. And like light and shadow and, and the way that they filmed the woods was really, really good. Yes, the woods were excellent. I saw complaints that like they didn't, they filmed it too much like a stage play, but I didn't really get that very much. No, I, the camera was moving a lot, especially early on. I was like, are they ever going to keep this still? No, but not but then just that. It kind they of did, started working. They did some really, really fun stuff with the castle and with various mm. other places. The only way that it did kind of was a bit too much like the stage play, and I don't know how they could have remedied this particularly well um, since it wasn't written into the play, but you're always being told that something just happened. 
Mm. Like, the princess danced with the prince all night. Oh, we can't even have a little montage of him dancing with her? I thought that as well because what it does is it means that there's never any real chemistry between them because they basically spend no time together. There's, like, maybe one or two scenes together. Mm. And... It, there's, we never get a chance to develop any chemistry between them. So when they break up, there's no like to me, they there's get no married and they break up, and I don't care. Yeah, there aren't really stakes in it for me, other than like, other than when poor Cinderella. Here's here's another woman woman being punished. Poor Cinderella is like, sometimes I like doing housework. I'm like, <laughs> you f- are you nuts? Are yeah, you completely that insane. That's a ridiculous line. Of course, she doesn't happy doing housework. Maybe she's happy being normal, but. I'm happy doing housework. I'm going to do housework sometimes for you. Sometimes I like bigger. cleaning is what she says. Yeah, I sometimes I like cleaning and cooking or something. It was just like, no. Yeah. Um. But sorry, yeah. But <laughs> that was really gross. And it was really weird because mm. it wasn't Cinderella's storyline at all. It didn't make any sense to me in the no. context of her storyline. Well, I think the, the story, um, yeah, like her storyline, where they were going with it was sensible in that she wanted something in between being a princess and being a servant, right? She just wanted to have her own self-determined life. Yeah. But she didn't really get that. No. She just kind of took something that was not as bad as either of those extremes and went with it. Like it wasn't she wasn't really determining that for herself. Yeah. It, yes, and but but yeah, also she had no chemistry with her prince. Like there was no nothing there about the relationship and I think uh, probably a scene of them meeting and dancing together would have helped. Right? Like at least the I, meeting. they could have put that put that in without any words. They could have just danced without talking. They could have been a great like cuz we don't see like they they um I, I leaned over and whispered to you just before he showed up. They're keeping him from us. Mm. Um because they do keep the prince in reserve for a little while. Like they could have done a great yeah, entrance. Yeah, because as soon as Chris Pine shows up on screen, you don't pay attention to anything else. You don't. I did. Um, but he, okay, could have as soon as Chris Pine turned up on screen, I was just like a puddle of mess. Like, I was just like dying with him <laughs> with that hair in the prince's costume. And when he was doing Agony, was amazing. Agony was amazing. Agony was um, amazing. But I was a little underwhelmed by Mr. Pine in this. Um, but they could have done. What they could have done was this wonderful introduction scene of, like, him, this shining, gorgeous, handsome prince, and she she seeing him at the festival and, like, eyes meeting across a crowded room kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. But they didn't they didn't do that. So they hadn't really properly set up the relationship. So there was Yeah, but they also don't actually show um, Prince Other Guy and Rapunzel no. meeting or having anything to do with each other. It's really weirdly. Right. She but, just, like, this is. I, th- mm. I don't know whether this is a problem with the movie or the play, but this re- it's really weird. It's really weirdly sort because of done. Because Prince Leatherpants and the Rapunzel don't really have a lot of a lot of chemistry either. And and you just basically get the feeling that she's keen on him because he is happy for her to get out of the tower. Yeah. Well, he doesn't seem – I mean, he seems pretty – He doesn't actually he's care. He's a lot nicer than Prince Charming is. Mm. Um, he does care. He cares a lot. He seems to care a lot more than Prince Charming does. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he also seems go- to be into a Rapunzel when he can't see, mm. right? So there's that. Um, he likes when she cuts her hair. Um, like there's there's a lot of things about him that suggest that he's a lot more caring than Prince Charming is. Mm. Prince Charming is literally just she ran away from me. I want her. Mm. And yeah, but also you know. Funnier than most of the other people in the movie, yeah, which that is actually, something. That's probably the highlight, though, that Agony song in the oh, middle. Agony is amazing. Um, it's freaking fantastic. I was reading the IMDb um, trivia, and they're like, in this scene, Chris Pine does a William Shatner impersonation. Yeah. I'm like, he was doing a William Shatner impersonation for the whole damn yeah. movie. If you want to see Chris Pine's William Shatner impersonation, he, there's a whole movie of it now, and it's not, not none, of, none of the Star Trek movies. Yeah. Like, he was, uh, he, and it was funny. It works for the 
I thought it was funny. Mm, yeah, I was like, uh, I, I just it, it meant I couldn't take him seriously because yeah, it didn't, I know, but it didn't I, that's match the thing is because the he you there's others. no I know, but that's the thing is like, I think he was designed to be the comic relief, the figure of ridicule. Of yeah, exactly, the figure of ridicule, right? And so he was making himself that as much as he mm. possibly could, which is difficult when you look like that. <laughs> yeah, it just it was a bit. Um, distancing, but I mean, he was yeah, I know, still but that's cute the thing. And, I feel like that's what yeah. that's what they wanted him to be, and I mm. I don't know that might be what he is in the play. Yeah, like maybe. he's the comic relief, so he had to sort of push that Make as much silly. as he could because yeah. there's no other comedy. There's no other comedy. Mm. You know, it, it's all very kind of dark mm. for a lot of the movie. Emily Blunt brings a lot of shades to her character and mm. when she's on screen it sort of comes alive a bit more like more it's lighter and funnier and stuff just mm. by her presence in a lot of ways yeah it's also kind of hilarious to watch Meryl Streep vamping and like disappearing at them all the time mm. and they're like I hate when she does that <laughs> that sort of thing like yeah and it was see probably the another highlight for me was the two of us scene in the middle where um James Corden and Emily Blunt yeah that got, was lovely I've got almost all of the things that they need and they finally realize that if they work together, they can get this thing done. Yeah. And I thought that was a really beautiful scene and it worked really well together. And they, um, well, they it was more, of- he was realizing that if he let her in, mm. then they could get more yeah. things done. And she was like, you're so much hotter in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> like exactly. suddenly you're doing all the stuff that you wouldn't do before and you're yeah. taking chances and you're including me. And the, um, what's it it's called? Sexy. The pastoral. Is a thing in it's a Shakespearean thing or dates back a long way where you take your characters into the, into a woods and. Mm. Yeah, pa- in Twilight they do that. Yeah, pa- I've not seen Twilight, um, but it's, a, it's it's actually called a thing. It's a trope um, it, from literature about taking your characters into the woods. Um, yeah, and they're really good. And they're kind of evenly matched vocally as well, so the song sounds really good, whereas later on there's a bit that's kind of a duet between Anna Kendrick and James Corden and the two younger characters, although they don't have as much. And Anna Kendrick is like outclasses him by leagues and mm. so it doesn't sound very good. He's not a bad singer at all and he's really good in the role. He's abs- I'm so glad they cast him instead of somebody more famous mm. because I love him and he's adorable and he's he's just um they were uh, Emily Blunt is just fantastic because she's both of them are just perfectly homely in these roles and that's what they need to be. And it's amazing that Emily Blunt the same person who's like the angel of Verdun and the um bitchy secretary in um Devil Wears Prada like she's can become the homely housewife so well. I mean she's clearly so talented but um well I also just yeah. saw her in Looper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like she just is incredible. But I actually thought her singing was pretty good in Yeah, this. I am neither of them bad singers, but when you put Anna Kendrick Broadway prodigy up against James Corden, dad of Stormageddon. Like, there's not, is they're not evenly matched, and it makes he comes off less for it. But yeah, I mean, but then when he was singing with Emily Blunt, they were just perfect together because they're both perfectly fine singers. And they had really good chemistry in this movie, too, I thought. They really kind of worked well together. And I mean, as much as they hate her death, you could really feel the loss of her death and stuff like that. James Corden acted the crap out of those scenes. I mean, it's essentially, it's their story. The, The, the play and when I when I lost her, I was I lost my connection to the movie because I'm like she was my sort of through line to the movie. I was like this is her story <laughs> as much yeah. as anyone's. But yeah, um, yeah. And then I mean Anna Kendrick was really good in a part that I didn't think did her justice exactly in a lot of ways. Um, I could see where they were trying to go with it, but it kind of fell apart at the end. The story um, is and, not. But when strong. she gets to do the the stuck in the 
pitch bit. Mm. She was great. Oh gosh, yeah. that was really, really great. Yes. Um. So that was fun. I don't know. It's just like I know some people who really love Into the Woods. I don't like it that much. I, I, I'm completely with you. I do not like this, and because the and the problem is not the problem is the story. Like the 1987 yeah, original. That's story what I meant. I didn't like that. Written that much. by I actually the same quite enjoyed a lot of things. Guys, in the movie. it's like there's just no coming back from the fact that it is a fundamentally sexist story that is also kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing we can like. Th- there's no no amount of Chris Pining or Anna Kendricking can save it. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I mean, it's all allegorical, and it was supposed to be about moving to the woods. Were actually representative of like the Bronx. Mm, yeah. Um. So, but it. I don't know. It just doesn't come across that much, I guess, in the movie because mm. it is trying to be. I feel like the movie's trying to be something the play isn't in some ways. Like, I think the movie is trying to be kind of like, look at all these fairy tales, mm. rather than look at this big allegory. Yeah, I mean, because it, it it sort of does that. Is it starts to go down the allegory path and it starts to ask some really interesting questions. Like Jack is a thief and a liar and a murderer, and yet at the end they start asking. Yeah, but he's also like twelve. Yeah, I know. Um, and they, but they're also like, and they may, you know, and he's sort of and being a murderer, he I, by he was in defense. I get. I get he it. was a manslaughterer. Yes, perhaps. But then they ask questions about why should the you know why do the giants have to die? Why can't they work out some other solution? And they don't. And they but they sort of start to ask the difficult, messy questions. Yeah, and of then it immediately all. kill the giant anyway. Yeah, very weird. Exactly. Scene. I thought I thought for sure they weren't going to kill her. Right, Not. like I thought for sure that she's Jack a would woman go up doing her actually- own thing, Katie. She can't be left alive. That's what I'm like. It was just really weird yeah. because the whole song before that was about not killing her. Essentially, mm. that was the point of the song before it. They just took that back, and I felt like that a lot of the time. They like they gave the people their goals, and then they took them back. Mm. And you're yeah. like, why? And, and and then it became like the story of the Baker, Rapunzel, and the kids. And I was like, but what about these other characters that you were trying yeah. to get us? Did I say Rapunzel no, instead of Rapunzel, Cinderella? Rapunzel just, we see her and her prince get together and then nothing else. Absolutely nothing else of their story. No, she runs away at the wedding and then, or no, when that giant comes. And then she runs away and the, she finds the witch and she's the witch is all, oh, you didn't recognize me, even though I was like, but yeah, it's clearly still not. Yeah. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Um, it's Meryl Streep with like better teeth and makeup. Yeah. Um, and she's standing up straight. <laughs> like <laughs> the transformation wasn't that big. So yeah, she's oh, oh you don't recognize me. And yeah, yeah. They, but at and the then end, she runs off with her. Rapu- yeah, she runs off with her prince. That's, Rapunzel prince. I <laughs> prince leather it. pants, whatever. Um, and that's it. Like, there's that, that's her story is kind of done and out of the way at that point. And he gets blinded, but then he gets it taken back. Yeah, because from her tears, she's a phoenix. But there's no like. There's no punishment for men. All the women get nope. punished. Men don't get punished at all. No, nope. there's no punish. Zero punishment for men, unless you happen to be a giant who was stolen from. Then you get punished. Yeah, but How we, ne- we never see your from. face. Yeah, we never see his face at all. It's mm. really unfair. And and I mean, the thing is, like on stage, I would be a lot more pissed off about Jack getting away with it. But on in the movie, I'm like, yeah, but you can't kill him. He's twelve. I didn't want him killed. I don't want him killed. I just want him to sort of learn a lesson. I did really like the Your Fault song, actually. I yeah, that, that was, was fantastic. I yeah. thought that was great too. And that doesn't have any of the people. That Again, we've this is what about. I'm saying. That like, was really it, great. Um, it had this. It was this really good, like, complex ethical and moral discussion about nobody being perfect and 
everybody wanting to then the instinct to blame one another and when 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 it comes down to it everybody's got a part to play and there's you know blame is not such so simple and you can't blame others for what you do and it just it was a fascinating moral discussion in there but just like where the story didn't resolve that in any interesting way or and mm. it'll and that's fine it's allowed to we're allowed to be open-ended and ask open-ended questions but it, but it didn't it, resolve, does, it it resolved in the wrong it. direction. It resolved everything by reinstating the status quo. Yeah. Cinderella is poor. All the um, uppity women have been punished with death. The giants. Or are- blinding and, and not being able to walk properly anymore. Except for, mm. to be fair, the, the wicked stepmother who completely gets away with everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's old, Even though Katie. she was the one who – yeah, but the other women who die are old as well. Yeah. And she was the one who made the daughters do things. That was the point at which I'm like, oh, my God, those poor girls. Yeah, they were awful. Like, but she's – that's that's right, though. She's restored to her status quo. Yeah, I know. But, that's like, awful. But she, uh, she transgresses. She mm-hmm. should be punished, right? Yeah, and isn't. So she is. She's the only woman who would punished. She, yeah, because she's well. To be fair, Cinderella really isn't punished either. Well, no, no, but she she just goes back. to She's something. returned to her status quo. No, she goes to something. In, she isn't returned to her status quo. She goes to the thing in the middle that she wanted. It's just that the thing in the middle she goes that to she a wanted slightly better is status a, quo. Like she goes from she a house full go of women who middle. are horrible to her to a man who is not horrible. Well, he is eventually horrible to her, but you know, to a man to another man. Like, yeah, there's she, no sort she of go, she goes feel, off and makes her own yeah, clothes-making like shop where she gets the birds to help her, like in Enchanted or something. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I feel like she doesn't go to the middle. She goes like. If living with the stepmother and stepsisters is zero and the prince is ten, she goes to about one or two. That's as far as she gets, really. She's same village, still got not very much money, still got to work really, really hard, just surrounded by better people. There's no indication that she still has to work really, really hard. Well, she's still got to – like, still she said, I'll help you. She doesn't say – I mean, and there's no indication that – like, uh, she would be basically – she's stepping into Emily Blunt's role. mm and it's not like Emily Blunt was miserable. Bad things happen to people. You must know that. You're a peasant. But Yes, I know. But, um, but the thing about Emily Blunt and James Corden's characters was that they'd kind of um, – they're um, there's, a, there's some interesting stuff in there about like different stages of life as well because they've kind of got to the point in their lives where they've r- recognised that they aren't going to be the princess but they have quite a happy – like they, they're happy and settled with what they have kind yeah. of thing. But, I mean, that, I, I, there's no indication that – I mean, she was. She seemed happy, mm. apart from the not having a kid thing, which was, yeah, you know, witch's curse on them. Also, the witch was a really interesting role that I f- I thought for sure she would come back mm. and like and like help them destroy yeah, the giant was, or something. Why did she there just was no die need for her to be killed? She'd already been stripped of her powers. There was no need to kill her. But then she she seemed to be wanting to be cursed so she would get the powers back. That mm. was my assumption when that was happening. I Me was too. like, oh, yep. she's being cursed again so that she can get the powers back and actually defeat the giant and then like that was my, yeah. save everybody and go off by herself like a Mary Poppins type figure yep. or a you know Nanny McPhee type figure or something. Yeah, have her garden somewhere safe, not in a village. Well, not just that, but I meant like she was the person who – um, everybody, she, everybody thought it was too hard on them and everything, and then it ended up that she was trying to do it for their own, for their benefit. Yeah, right? she was that, that one was, who got them all to was work their trope. shit out. That was her trope. So yeah. why did they then drop that? Yeah, well, that's the thing because to my mind, she she was actually kind of redeemed in that she kind of helps everybody else figure their stuff out, and 
she had been punished for losing her powers and realized that she actually wanted her powers back. Like, that, none of that seems terrible. Yeah, she's punished for wanting to be young and beautiful again when she it was all taken away from her in the first place. Right. She didn't do anything wrong in the first place to have it all taken away from her. Yeah, and also she was happy to go, go back to being old and crone-like in order to have her powers. She was actually happy to have her powers, but to actually help. Yeah, she was fine for that to happen. So why did they have to punish her with death? Not fair. I know. What was her transgression? That's what I don't get. What did she do wrong? Mm, Because she and and when she did transgress, she was punished anyway. Huh? Well, in the the curse thing that that if that was her transgression, she was punished anyway by taking away her powers. Yeah. So I don't know what her later transgression was. uh, Yeah. Also, the transgression that Jack's mother does is protecting her son. Which is not doesn't seem transgressive well, to me. No, it's not transgressive at all, and it's more of one of those. Um, what it is is kind of like one of those senseless deaths, and I almost I can almost forgive it because I actually don't mind the occasional shocking senseless death in a movie. Because oh that's, yeah, if it had been by itself, yeah, if she had been the only one who had died, and like you yeah, know that, that, that would have been, been fine. Yeah, just because like that death was one of the ones that was kind of like uh, and that led into the well people make mistakes um, she didn't make a mistake she no was, the guy who pushed oh, her right, didn't yeah, mean yeah. to hurt her yeah. he was just trying to get her out of the way to talk to the giantess and protect it like yeah. protect himself but also everybody else there who was about to be stomped because this woman wouldn't yeah, yeah, yeah. you know stop talking yeah, yeah like from his point of view what yeah. he did he wasn't trying to hurt her right and that led into the we all make mistakes, we're all human, but we're not alone, we're all together in our humanity, and let's try and work this out together. Mm. Right? So that death is fine. Mm. Because like Yeah, I don't mind that. It one. isn't a it isn't a fridging, it's a it's a catalyst for the plot. Yeah. For everybody. Not her like not just her son, not, for Jack, not just yeah, for yeah. a boy, but everybody. So and and it wasn't something that she was being punished for necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I said it didn't strike me how incredibly unfamous the movie was until um Emily, Emily Blunt, Blunt was killed. Yeah, Emily I just Blunt. thought the blinding of the sisters was awful. Yeah. So unnecessary. Yeah, I that was a bit like I mean I know it's in the original story, but the thing is the Grimm brothers actually rewrote the original like you know, spoken word stories. To make them less feminist and more about the status quo. To, no, not just that. To actually literally punish the women for yeah. doing the things that they did in the original stories. Yeah, and which is what's done here. And, like, I don't know. I'm sure maybe there are some fans who will tell you things like, oh, it's all, it's an ironic retelling or whatever. But it's not because it's just no, I, just about the punishing of women, really. I think what it was supposed to be was that it's a using the um, – the, Fairy tales as an allegory for then modern life in a place that was dangerous. Mm. I can see the kind of the the interest in it being an allegory for that sort of thing. Like mm. I can see why, and especially in the stage play being different from the movie, it might have worked, you know, more effectively. But also, Into the Woods has grossed a whole lot of money. Mm. It's done really well. Yeah, um, which is interesting. And well, like I, I do think it's really anti-feminist, but I also really like when musicals do well. Yes, yeah, so and like I like a lot of the songs in it, and and you know I had a lot of fun watching it mm. up until the point that it all kind of fell apart. See, I um, none of the songs particularly sort of stuck out to me. There was no real like I mean, there's a couple that were okay, 
but it was there was no big showstopper in there. Well, Sondheim is all you know, singing really fast in minor keys, right? Um, yes. Well, and then that makes that makes a lot more sense then. Um, yeah, all. Of, I mean, you've seen um, Sweeney Todd, right? Yes. Yeah. So Sweeney Todd, it kind of works because Sweeney Todd is super dark mm. and like dark funny a lot of the mm-hmm. time, which I think this is supposed to be, but they couldn't make it dark funny for the younger audience, so it didn't really I, work. I think the trying to make trying to make it work for a younger audience was silly. Trying to go for PG, but I think yeah. the PG rating, I think, yeah, is the PG fundamentally is not correct. For this movie, like, I've seen tamer, you know, M-rated movies, plenty of them. Yeah. And it's- Yeah, push it harder. Take the R rating in the States. Like, mm. it would have been probably an M or MA here. Yeah. But push it harder, take the R rating and, like, go for the- go for broke with the kind of the darker, funny mm, stuff. It's, it's not suitable for the PG crowd. No. At all. I don't know. It was- that was very weird. Um. But I did like some of the songs because yeah. I think Sondheim is a good songwriter and some of the like and a lot of the melodies are really super pretty mm. and like getting to hear Anna Kendrick sing is always great. Yeah. She's so good. Like so good. And so mm. Broadway. <laughs> so I have to say, I think I would probably enjoy this better with people with real vocal talents singing it. I think possibly that would have lifted some of the musical numbers. I think some of yeah, some of them. I don't know. Some I I didn't mind the casting actually. From the most, most part, I thought. The, the if, yeah, that's the thing. Like the the performances are all good and stuff. I just I wonder if I would have enjoyed the songs more if they were like that. But as you say, like it's so exciting. The reason it's made so much money is because it's a musical. We never get musicals. We that's get- not really true. It's the highest grossing musical in a long time. Yeah. Of the recent musicals. Really? This is the highest grossing one. Yeah, that's what I meant. It's not because it's a musical. There's something about, I think it's the fairy tale stuff yeah. that's been so popular Disney. lately. Yeah. But like, I like that musicals are getting more attention, but like Annie didn't do well. And mm. I know Annie was bad, but I wanted it to do well anyway because, yeah. you know, Black Annie and all that stuff. And this has done much better. Which is interesting. And, uh, you know, the director is a very accomplished musical director. Mm, um, yeah. So he does kind of do interesting things with a lot of it. I think they were kind of hamstrung by the story to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, it's not a very easy one to translate to the screen. It doesn't move across very easily, I don't think. Mm. But I think, yeah, the biggest problem with it is basically that it's, you know, gross. <laughs> the whole ending part is gross. And I don't like any of that. Yeah. I would have been happy if, like, the movie had just finished when Cinderella rode off with the prince, which I thought it was going to because everybody's storyline was finished. I thought that too. I thought, ah, well, what I thought was it's going to end now. And I also thought there weren't really many stakes in this movie. Yeah, but at it least was, it would yeah. – like, but that's the thing is that everybody's storyline was finished. There's yeah. a whole other ending. Like, it basically like has two endings. of the Shire. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, exactly. It has two endings. Uh, there's the ending where everyone's story finishes and then there's the ending where everything goes to hell. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's story is finished and then – suddenly there's a whole other storyline mm. that happens and it makes it more interesting and all the moral stuff comes up and all the stakes come up, but it also means that all these women get punished for not doing anything, mm. like for doing very, very minor things, yeah. whereas all the men get away with it completely. Ugh. At least Red Riding Hood wasn't punished for anything. And she was awesome. And I like when she had the coat that was made out of the wolf skin. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> was great. But little, yeah, Little Red Riding Hood. At least you know she was, she was, and she was a lot more um kind of fiery mm. than some of the other women as well, like Cinderella or Rapunzel. Cinderella was remarkably passive. Like yeah. we just don't really 
because we miss a lot of that stuff where she does fall for the prince. Yeah, exactly. I think we miss. Yeah, you don't a understand why she's what she's torn between exactly. Because mm. all she's torn between, as far as we can tell, is well, of course she doesn't want to go back and live with the people who were constantly abusing her. What mm. is she talking about? Mm. Like, there's no kind of we don't see what he's like at all. No, we don't know anything about him really as a person until he flirts with Emily Blunt. Yeah, nothing. Oh, and that he he wants her and she's running away. But, like, yeah. you know, the, we don't know anything about him personally until then. Mm. Although he does say the line that was, I'm, I was, you know, raised to be charming, not sincere. I know. Which I thought was, was really fantastic. funny as well. He gets a lot of good lines. I really yeah. liked him. <laughs> I know you didn't. Uh, I, I, mean, I know I'm super biased too. I mean, he comes on just, like, when he was in the pants and the shirt, <laughs> I'm super biased. I mean, I made out with him too. I just, you know. I, I don't know. It was I, I I wasn't um I wasn't prepared for this movie at all. And I wasn't And you know they have for, sex in the play. Yeah. Like obviously they have sex in the play. Yeah. Um I wasn't prepared for the movie and I wasn't prepared for the way he was going to be. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, see I kind of knew a little bit, so I've I've seen bit enough bits and pieces to know enough basically but little red riding's whole storyline is like a sexual awakening storyline yeah, yeah. which doesn't play here. Yeah, and it's a it's a great storyline and super interesting, but not for a PG Disney movie because they were, in order to tamp it down, they have to kind of remove the interestingness of it all, the yeah. sort of yeah, the guts of it. Yeah, well, that storyline particularly, I mean, uh, but you know, and maybe if they hadn't had such a good little actress in that mm-hmm. role, but God, she was amazing. Yeah, really good. Mm-hmm. Like just and and her voice is so great. Mm. Like, stronger than most of the adults. Yeah, she's amazing. really good. She's just amazing. And when she screams, when James Corden tries to yes. take her cloak, I loved it. Oh, I she's, got a, it. she's got a fabulous – I have such respect for actresses who can do the full-on horror scream so well. Yeah, she was uh, yeah. so good. Anyway, do we want to do ratings? Yes. Uh, I'm giving it a three. Yeah, I think I'm going to give it a three as well. <laughs> I was between three and three and a half. Yeah. I think I don't think it's fair to give it three and a half because there's so many things I didn't like about it, mm. but it was so pretty. The, <laughs> like the, the whole aesthetic of it worked really well. And I think there's a part of me that's just happy to see something different mm. as well. I'm kind of bored of seeing the same thing over and over again. It's nice to go to the movies and actually be surprised by something. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Please, if you have five minutes and you listen to our podcast every week, please rate or review us on iTunes. It would really help us out a lot. Um, it kind of, you know, gets us noticed and gets people seeing what we're doing because otherwise it just says zero reviews and like no rating on there and people are like, well, I'm not going to listen to that. So please do that. Um, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can. We are at screen underscore queens on Twitter. Um, our Facebook is Silver Screen Queens. Look us up on Tumblr. We are tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com. Then our website where we have all the show notes. I think there might be a lot of them this week. There's a couple at least. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, is um, www.silverscreenqueens.com. And if you would like to read my reviews of any of the movies that I watch, you can go to wordpress.silverscreenqueen.com other way around the other way around silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com okay so thank you very much for listening we will see you next week bye